2: like we always do about this time. <laughs> I was gonna rip his heart out I'm the best ever I'm the most brutal and vicious and most ruthless chap there's ever been There's no one can stop me Lynx is a conqueror No, I'm Alexander He's no Alexander I'm the best ever There's never been anybody's ruthless I'm Sonny Liston I'm Jack Dempsey There's no one like me. I'm from Nairclaw There's no one that can match me My style is impetuous My defense is impregnable And I'm just ferocious I want your heart I wanna eat his children Praise be to Allah Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, what is up? What is up? What is up? Welcome to the Hawks Beat Podcast, Episode 29 of Volume 6. I'm your host, Edub, and I want to thank you guys for checking us out. However you stumbled onto the show, man, I want to appreciate it. I want to say I appreciate you, and uh, I hope this is uh, something that you get used to, subscribe to, and uh, come on in and and join the ride uh, with us here at the Hawks Beat first things first man before we get into our show as always we want to give out some of our housekeeping what is that i'm glad you asked <laughs> a big part of what we do is on the social media front so make sure however you're connected to social media and this is 2020 i know that you are <laughs> connect with us on facebook um, just search uh the hawks beat uh, on Twitter and Instagram, our at name is at Hawks Beat, all one word. Go ahead and give us a follow because we're always current with everything that we post as far as uh, when we cover games and any breaking news with the Hawks and anything that we're just promoting. So make sure you connect with us on our social media front. As a matter of fact, look, I know you got your your Twitter open or your Facebook open. Stop what you're doing right now. I'm going to wait for you. Stop what you're doing. Type in the Hawks Beat to your little Facebook search, your little Hawks, I mean your Twitter search, wherever you are, see us, there we go, go ahead and click follow, go ahead and click like, and uh, there we go, we appreciate you, (laughs) also, we are on um, pretty much all the streaming platforms, I don't know how you're listening, Uh, we prefer you to uh, just go over to apple podcast and give us a like on the show give us five stars and just tell us what you like about the show what you hate about the show just make sure that you give us five stars we are greatly appreciate it and um while you're giving us the five stars make sure you subscribe to the show that way whenever we drop our podcast we uh you'll be abreast and you'll be you know the one who first dibs you know so when you go into the office be like hey man y'all checked out that new hall speed podcast it's pretty dope pretty dope so i have to apologize i'm no, i'm normally very maniacal about getting my podcast on time i believe that once you start a podcast when you say a podcast is going to be out every friday they need to be out every friday and that was the promise i made but i was unable to get the podcast out this friday had some things going on with work that needed my attention like yeah y'all know it gets real <laughs> so had to give my attention to work and i didn't want to just throw anything out there so um i'm always big on quality over quantity so if you're looking for the pod on friday apologize couldn't get that out but um yeah we're here now we're here now so um i hope this makes up for it and i apologize and uh won't be late next time won't be late next time i promise so um let's go ahead and get into our first segment no let's not do that take a little commercial break we'll get into our first segment after that you listen to the Hawks beat episode 29 volume 6 i do know what i'm doing i just uh sometimes you just make changes on the fly so after this quick commercial break get into segment one And uh, we're going to be talking a little bit about free agency this episode. Uh, Next week, we're going to be talking a little bit about the draft. But this week, we're going to take a look at the roster and talk about some free agent moves as well as some other Hawks news. After this, you listen to the Hawks Beat Podcast. This segment is brought to us by Tillman's Trinkets and Things. Custom jewelry shipped quickly to your doorstep. Every piece will be uniquely yours. You can get the Tillman's Trinkets and Things from our website, thehawksbeat.com. Just click on their banner, Tillman's Trinkets and Things. Shout out to our guy, Jonathan. He's done great work. He's made pieces for my daughter, for my son, for myself. Check out the folks over at Tillman's Trinkets and Things. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we are back back. you listen to the Hawks Beat Podcast, episode 29. I'm your host, E-Dub, and uh, before we get into some of this free agency talk, I have to stop and give some kudos. Uh, we didn't put anything up on the site. We'll probably put something up um, sometime this week, but um, the affiliate of the Hawks, the G League team, the College Park, Skyhawks, has made history by promoting Tory Miller to the general manager. So, hey, clap one up. Clap one up. Tori Miller is the first first woman to hold the title of GM in the history of the NBA G League. So, kudos to her and uh, the College Park Skyhawks, everything that they have going on. Um, Excuse me. The Athletics' Chris Krishner did a piece on her and in the piece, oh, actually, he did a piece on her a while back before she got promoted. And she was just talking about her drive. You know, she was like, I wanted it bad. She was like, I just continued to let, you know, just her escalation and her her desire to want to climb that ladder, that NBA ladder. Um, she was like, you know, I let that be my driving force. I continued that. it." she was like, I had a goal. Uh, she was like, I had a goal to be the GM. Like, so this is a job that she wanted. Um, she's like, I just need to tell my, I I just need to tell myself to keep on going. So, um, I hope this is the first of many, I hope this is the first of many, uh, 28 years old doing it, man, 28 years old, sharp, sharp lady. And, uh, we wish the best for Miss Miller, Tori Miller, uh, originally from Decatur, man, (laughs) Decatur was greater. Uh, she got her start with a team. About three years ago, uh, she was the manager of basketball operations when the team was in Erie, uh, when the team was the Erie Bayhawks. Uh, when the, when the team moved down to College Park, um, she was, I think she was like assistant GM. I think she was assistant GM, but um, she just transitioned. She moved and, um, you know, she moved up the ladder. So uh, the former GM, uh, Derek Pierce, He will continue to be with the organization. He's now overseeing the Hawks scouting uh, department as the vice president of player personnel. So uh, just some rearranging uh, for the Skyhawks. Looking forward to hopefully we can have basketball next year if y'all stay inside and wear y'all's mask. But that's a whole another conversation and a whole another podcast. Uh, Yeah, so salute uh, to her. Salute to uh, Mr. Pierce who is the new vice president of player personnel uh, for the Hawks. So it was a good story, man. Good story. Always like to see uh, diversity climb the ladder on merit uh, when they deserve it. And uh, she is very deserving of this. All right. So um, that was the news. Here's what I want to do. I made a list of five free agents that I think the Hawks should target, right? Five free agents that I think the Hawks should target. But before we get to that, before we get to that segment, before I give you my five, I thought it best to go over and look at what we have, right? Look at what we have from a roster standpoint, from a contract situation, who's under contract for next year, who's leaving, this, that, and the other. So we're going to start, by looking at the roster, looking at the free agents who could come back. And this is, again, my opinion. I would love to hear what you have to say. I would love to hear what you have to say. So make sure you hit us up on Facebook. Uh, Make sure you hit us up on Twitter, Instagram, and just let us know what you think. So um, here are the guys that are under contract for next season. Uh, They're money's you know it's they're not going nowhere they currently have let's see one two three four five six seven eight nine guys under contract for next year they trimmed a lot of the fat and this was where um uh travis Link wanted to do it trimmed a lot of the fat so you have that core that's going to be in place uh with some other pieces so everybody there's no there's no guy here taking up cap room there's no guy here that you want to leverage um this is just the five so um in no particular order um so how let me me do this let me do this let's break it down by the starters right so your starting five is all under contract you got trey young kevin herter deandre hunter john collins clint capella For all intents and purposes, that is your starting five. Under contract, don't got to worry about those. Um, John Collins has a payday coming up pretty soon, so you're going to have to worry about that. You're not really going to worry about it, but you're going to have to start talking and positioning yourself to give John his money. I don't really think that's a discussion of whether if you shouldn't give John his money, I think you got to give John his money. Um, If anything, (laughs) last season, to let you know why you need to give John his money. (laughs) You need to get John his money. Uh, So that's the five. Uh, On the bench, you have Brandon Godwin, who's under contract. Brandon's not taking up a lot of money. Um, You have Cam Reddish, who I imagine to be your sixth man next year. Um, Cam comes off the bench. He can come in for Kevin. He can come in for DeAndre. He could even come in for Trey. Uh, we've seen Kevin's has the ability to handle the ball. Cam has the ability to handle the ball. So, um, Cam, I, I really look for him and I really hope that he embraces that six man, um, role that he will probably have Nick here. Um, excuse me, your bigs, you got Dwayne Deadman on the contract and you have Bruno Fernando in the wins. um, bruno is still a work in progress of course uh still not rookie deal not taking up a whole lot of money but do you like bruno at the five or do you like bruno at the four you know uh i will say this man bruno's a hustler uh bruno's a hustler uh sometimes it's obvious that he doesn't know what the hell he's doing but you know (laughs) he gives gives some good effort sometimes you know nobody's gonna game plan for bruno but uh that's your nine guys. That's your nine. You're at your five, and you'd right. So right now, you don't really have much depth. You have Brandon Good and Cam Reddish, Dwayne Dedmon, Bruno Fernando. That's not even five guys. Uh, Bruno's is kind of a deer in headlights. Brandon is, um, you know, he he is Brandon. Brandon is, is a good uh, backup point guard, but is he the NBA point guard that you want on your team if you're going to make a playoff push? Think about that. Like, and that's no shade that's just a real honest conversation of who he is and and where he is in this point. He has a lot of talent. He still, he's he plays with a chip on his shoulder and I like that, but um, we'll talk about the needs a little bit later on. But um, I think the backup point guard is a position you have to look at. Um, So those are your nine. So here are your free agents. Here are your free agents uh, going into the off season. So you have Jeff Teague, who is uh, going to be an unrestricted free agent? You have um, Vince Carter, who is retired. So he's just not going to really, you know, he's not coming back. You have DeAndre Bendry. You have Scow. I, and I think that I pronounce his name Labissier. I think it's Labissier. So um, you have Scow Labissier, who didn't really play. He kind of came over in the Capella deal. Uh, you have Damian Jones. The center from last year, you have Travion Graham, who came over in trade, you acquired. And you have Charlie Brown, who played last year on kind of a uh, Charlie with Charlie was on a two year. You no, know, he was on a two way deal. So Charlie was back and forth with uh, Skyhawks and Atlanta. Didn't really do much for the Hawks. Uh, he was actually pretty decent for the Skyhawks, <laughs> but uh, didn't really do too much. didn't really get much burn for the Atlanta Hawks, but you know it it kind of just is what it is. so um let me see if I can pull up exactly how many of those guys are restricted. I think that the only guy that's restricted is Lebissier. So let me see. Da-da-da-da-da. So, okay, so Jeff Teague and Vince Carter. Uh, Vince Carter, of course, is not coming back because he's retired. Jeff, Jeff Teague is unrestricted. Um, DeAndre Bemery, did I say DeAndre Bemery, guys? DeAndre Bemery is restricted. Scal Lebissier is restricted. Damian Jones is restricted. Uh, Charlie Brown is restricted. And Travion Graham is unrestricted. So, the difference is a restricted free agent means that they can sign anywhere. But if they were to sign somewhere, Atlanta has the option to match it. And I believe there's something um, in the play with restrictive free agents um, where compensation is involved. I'm not exactly sure. So I will check that on the during the commercial break. And I'll come back and give you a clear um, a clear uh, understanding of restricted restrictive free agency. But uh, restricted means. Um, if somebody offers uh, DeAndre Bimery, the Atlanta Hawks have at least an opportunity to say, hey, you guys are going to give him five mil. Okay, we'll give him five mil. He come back to the Hawks. Unrestricted means, look, man, he gave him five mil. I'm just going to sign that mil. There's nothing the Hawks can do about it. I think that's the major nuts and the major differences between unrestricted free agency and restricted free agency. Now, out of this group, Who do I foresee the Hawks coming back and who are these guys coming back? Uh, Let's start with Jeff Teague. Jeff Teague is coming off a $19 million a year contract. Obviously, I think he understands that he's not going to be able to get $19 million a year (laughs) on this go-around. Jeff Teague had differences and problems trying to find his way once he came back to the Hawks. Uh, had him playing off the ball a little bit, and that's just not who Jeff Teague is. Um, I don't think it was a good fit to bring him back because you didn't utilize him as your backup point guard. You had him playing off the ball a lot because you wanted to give Brandon some time. You tried to play him with Trey a little bit. I'm just not a fan of off-the-ball Jeff Teague. And if that's the Jeff Teague you want to play, I don't think that's the Jeff Teague needs to be here. So um, I think he's kind of in the pocket. I don't see – I wouldn't say – If I were to put a percentage on it, I would say less than 25%. Less than 25% that the Hawks bring him back. If they do bring him back, I won't be completely shocked. I'll just say less than 25%, okay? I'll say less than 25% that Jeff T comes back. DeAndre Bimry. DeAndre is a guy who I personally like. I personally like ever since he came into the league, him and Torian came in together. DeAndre is a good guy. He came in the league, really established himself as a really good defender. Um, Offensively, he was um, a mixed bag. And by a mixed bag, I mean he wasn't really that good. (laughs) Athletic, very athletic. Um, But, you know, the the jump shot is much to be desired. Three-point ball is much to be desired. Um, Five points a game. um, Had some injury issues. And I just don't, I don't see the Hawks bringing him back. I mean, you weren't really paying him a ton of money. If uh, there's thirty other teams out there, hopefully he can grab on with somebody else. But I don't see the DeAndre Vimery coming back. Chances of me, I, I put that under ten percent. Skylabissier, he is, uh, he is an interesting one. I'm gonna come back to Scott. Um Damian Jones, uh, restricted free agent, making one point five last year. Don't see him coming back at all. Uh, he just was not very good for the Hawks. He just, 25 years old, He was. they took him on as kind of a project. And he is just not really good at the game of basketball right now. You know, that's just nothing, that's nothing no shade. Good dude, young kid who just doesn't have that animal. I'm going to put it to you like this. Damian Jones seems to me like the kid that played ball because he was tall. Like, when I see Damian Jones, when I talk to Damian Jones, I don't get this I don't get the feeling like this kid loves to hoop. Like if he want, if he wasn't playing ball professionally, like I don't think he'd like to play ball. Like it's different. When I talk to Trey Young, I imagine that dude, he, he he would be trying to hoop wherever he could, you know? But Damian Jones just seemed like a kid that because he was tall, he just played ball his whole life. He don't really seem too passionate about it. it seems kind of um What's the word I'm looking for? Just, just kind of passive. Um, good kid though, but nah, he's not coming back. I put less than five percent chance they bring him back. Trayvon Graham will uh, be an unrestricted free agent. Don't really see him coming back unless it's just a roster issue, unless they just want unless they just want to grab a safe guy for depth. Um, four, he has four points a game, two rebounds. You know. He's is a solid NBA player. I will say that about Travion Graham. To me, he doesn't do anything that's remarkable or anything that's special. However, because the Hawks are so limited right now at the swingman position, which means the two and the three, I would not be surprised if they took a chance on Travion. If they tested the market and was like, look, man, there's not, there's not many wings out here that we want to pay money to. You know? He's a young guy. He's 26. The Hawks can do a lot worse by him. If they were to bring him back, I would not be completely upset. I mean, he you're looking for depth. The only depth that you have right now on the wing is Cam, you know. And as you saw last year with John with uh, John Collins, you have to prepare for injury. Travion guy, Travion Graham is a guy who was in your locker room last year. You know what you're going to get from him. And if you go ahead and take another burner on him, it's not going to cost you a whole lot of money. Wouldn't be the worst thing in the world. Uh, Chances of him coming back, I'm going to put about 45%. 45%. That may be a little on the high end, but I'm just looking at it from filling out the roster type thing. So um, I put 45% on that. I could be wrong, could not. Uh, Charlie Brown, 2 Ray guy, um, good kid, um, 22 years old. Uh, restricted free agent. I don't think Charlie's coming back just because you typically don't see a lot of two way guys coming back. You know, uh, Brandon Godwin is kind of um, I don't know. He's kind of the, the exception to the rule right now. Um, he was able to get a bona fide contract with the Hawks. And so he will be back. Definitely. Uh, Charlie Brown. I wouldn't mind seeing him. I mean, I don't know if they have. I don't know what they have plans for as far as another two-way guy. uh, Maybe if he can do another two-way and, and show some improvement or show some something that the Hawks will say, hey, okay, we, we see some here. I don't really particularly see him coming back. I'm going to put a percentage of him coming back at 10%. So that's kind of how your free agents are looking. Oh, before we go, Scott Labissier. And this is the last one I'll do before in this segment. Scott Labissier, I think that... He could be in play for coming back. Power forward, um, only making 1.5 last year. The thing about the Hawks, there, there's almost like a log jam at center, but you have nobody really backing up John Collins, right? So you have Clint Capella as your starter. You have Dwayne Deadman as your your, your backup. Um, Bruno Fernando, he can play the, the, the four. He's more of a five um, as far as how he moves. So you have almost a log jam at the five, and you have nobody backing up John. So even if you were to move Bruno over to the four and say Bruno's gonna back up John, that's a huge drop off from John Collins to Bruno Fernando. No disrespect. No disrespect to Bruno Fernando, but that's a huge drop off. <laughs> if Scal Labissier gives you anything that you like, um and again, sometimes it's just about being safe and just filling out the roster for depth. If he gives you anything that you like, then I mean the kid's 24 years old. Um, let me see if I can pull up, see how, how big he is. Out of Kentucky. Um, no, this particular site, this particular site doesn't have his. I think he's about six ten. But um, I mean, if you if you ask me to make a choice between Lebisiere and Fernando, psh, give me a Lebisiere. So. Chances of him coming back, I'm going to run it at an even 50 50 because I don't know how Travis feels about him, but I could totally see them bringing him back to back up John Collins, especially if he gives you something that he likes. So um, I'm going to put Scowl at, at 50%. So out of all these guys, I think Scowl may be the best, have the best percentage of coming back. Followed by Travion Graham, maybe Jeff Teague as like kind of a long shot. Again, I said under 25% for Jeff, but um, I don't know, man. We'll see. We'll have to wait and see. So that is the roster and that is uh, the Hawks free agent. So after the break, after this quick commercial break, I'm going to give you what I believe the Hawks needs are as far as the free agency or as far as what the roster needs. And I'm gonna give you five possible free agents uh, who I think the Hawks need to take a look at and go after. So you listen to the Hawks Beat Podcast, episode 29. Appreciate you guys for checking us out and hanging with us. Make sure you follow us. Follow us on all of our social media platforms. We'll be right back after this commercial break. This segment is brought to us by a WellTogetherman.com. Make sure you check out a WellTogetherMan.com. It is a website for men that deals with grooming, fashion, entrepreneurship, and fitness. They're good friends of the Hulk Beat Shout out to our guy Rufus Addison. They do a great job over there. Make sure you stop by today a WellTogetherman.com and be one of those men who are leaders, not followers, men who take care of themselves, and men that have some self-respect. Shout out once again to a WellTogetherman.com. All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back. This is the Hawks Beat Podcast, episode 29. This is probably our last segment. Just going to give uh, you guys the five free agents who I think the Hawks need to target. Um, of course, this is just my list. I would love to hear from you. Uh, Make sure you're following us on all of our social media platforms. Hit us up on Twitter, man. Hit us up on Twitter, at HawksBeat. It's all one word. And uh, let me know who your five is or who you think that I should... um, If I left anybody out, if you agree with me, disagree with me, it's all good. Let me know. Either way. So before I give you my five... I want to give you what I think the Hawks need. Right? So we've looked at the roster. We've looked at the guys who possibly come back and it's clear to see that obviously you need depth, right? One thing that really hurt this team last year was, well, beginning of the team it just beginning of the year, just wasn't a good basketball team. <laughs> you had guys is here on, on contract for contract issues. Travis was moving the money around. I can understand it. You had you, you, You didn't have much veteran leadership outside of Vince. I get it. So this is the year. This is the year that the roster is supposed to look like what it looks like. So you're going to have to build it, right? You're going to have to build it and not just have guys taking up space. So the guys that you bring in, the guys that you draft is, is of the utmost importance uh, of the utmost importance. So, um with that said, I have three critical needs, I think, that this Hawks team needs. First of all, a backup point guard. Again, no offense to uh, Brandon Godwin. Uh, Goodwin, I, I think that he's a good kid. I think he can ball. I think he can hoop. I think that he has a lot of hunger inside of him. But if we're talking playoffs, if we're talking playoffs, and if we're talking this team is going to make a playoff run, or make a little little bit of some noise in the playoff. You gotta upgrade that position. You gotta upgrade that play, play uh, position. Troy Young has a lot on him, and not saying that he's not a durable kid, that he's not a tough kid. You have to have something better in place than a Brandon Goodwin. You just have to. So I think that uh, your backup point guard position is primary. Like I mean, I think you need to kind of shoot for the stars when you're looking to fill that backup position. Uh, my ideal guy would be a veteran, uh, somebody who understands that this is Trey's team and that your role isn't to come in here and start, but the guy who, I mean, and a lot of, I think that there, there, there's guys out here, we'll get to that a little bit later, but um, got to understand this is Trey's team, man. This is Trey's team. You're going to come in here, you're going to play behind Trey. You may play with him a little bit, but you're going to play uh, behind him. Don't be coming in here thinking you're going to start and run things. (laughs) But at the same time, you do need a guy that has the ability to say, hey, if Trey's a little tired, if Trey needs a couple days, or if he has a little rolled ankle, you need a guy that's going to come in and run the show. Um, Yeah, so you need need point guard play, backup point guard, I believe is your number one need. Uh, Number two, as we saw last year, got to get a backup power forward. Got to get a backup power forward because – what happened last year with John Collins, and no disrespect to to um, Jabari Parker last year, who came in and did a great job filling in for John. He wasn't John, but he, he really gave a much-needed scoring punch uh, to that lineup, and, uh, man, he just can't get out of his way with these injuries, man. So um, shout-out to Jabari Parker, man. Um, but you gotta get a backup power for it. That's why I said that Sky Labissier might be in play for the Hawks to bring him back if they if all else fails. Uh I mean you could throw Bruno in the mix. Uh you may even play DeAndre at the four in some lineups. If you want if you wanted to run a lineup with Trey and Kevin and then run a, a front court with Cam, DeAndre and John. Like, I mean, I could see that working. <laughs> I can see that working. Uh, if you wanted to give Capella, I mean, if you just want to go small. Okay. So um, I definitely see that could work. But you definitely need a guy that's going to be able to back up John in case he goes down. And God forbid, <laughs> another 25 game suspension. Uh, and definitely, again, you need more wings. You need more wings. Cam is really your only wing out there right now. Under contract, he's really your only ring. That's why I said it wouldn't be too far beyond the the level of reasoning to see if Travion Graham was coming back. You know, I wouldn't be surprised if they brought him back uh, because right now Cam is really your only backup wing. Although he is versatile, he is only one guy. So um, I don't know if the type of player Travis wants to surround this core five with. I've always been kind of biased to guys that can shoot the basketball. And I think my list will kind of be a little bit of bias. Hey man, I love the athletic guys, but I love guys that can shoot. You know, guys that can shoot, they're gonna be in this league and have a long longevity. So when you have guys like Trey who likes to run the ball, uh I think you I think you gotta have a good mix, right? I think you gotta have a good mix. You gotta have guys like Cam who can run the floor, can be creative. Create their own shot, but I think you gotta have guys that can just shoot that thing. And in the NBA, I think shooters are a um, a hot commodity. I think they're almost a rare breed because you don't have guys who are kind of specialized in just shooting anymore, like the JJ Reddicks, like the Kyle Corvers, and you know all those guys that can just shoot that ball. So um, yeah, so backup point guard, backup power forward, and another wing was my three prerequisites when I was going through the list of free agents. So when you look at the 2020 class of free agency, of course, if you're looking at it by salary, of course, the main guy out there is Gordon Hayward. Uh, Some other names at the top of the list, Andre Drummond, Anthony Davis, Hassan Whiteside, uh, Paul Millsap, DeMar DeRozan, those type of guys. A lot of these guys, Anthony Davis, uh, Andre Drummond, Gordon Hayward, all those guys have player options. For the uh, for the most part, by and large, I imagine most of these guys are going to opt in for these player options because of the money involved and because of the uncertainty with COVID. I don't know if these or if these owners are going to be trying to recoup the money and be with tight pocketbooks. So, if I was advising an athlete and say, "Hey, man," Now it's not the time to gamble with that money. (laughs) If you on the hook for 31 and they owe you 31, go ahead and get that 31 mil. Don't be trying to play the game, roll the dice and try to get you 35 or 40. Take that 31 because these owners lost a lot of money behind COVID. And who's to say what uh, things will look like next year around September, October, you know? So, My list doesn't have these guys at the top of, you know, top of the top of the pecking order. Right. So kind of went for um, guys who I thought was kind of reasonable, you know. So the first guy and and this is in no really particular order, no particular order. Uh, My first guy I looked at who I thought would be great if the Hawks were to bring him in was one, Mr. D.J. Augenstein. DJ Augustine um, point guard who spent last year in let me pull him up because I don't want to give any bad information DJ Augustine 32 years old 12 years in the league yeah he's a career he's about a career 10 point 10 point uh a game type guy spent the last four seasons in orlando's coming off a deal on what he was making 7.2 um last year uh coming off the bench uh who, who was a point guard there for orlando i forget but dj augustine is one season away from starting 81 games in the nba you didn't hear what i said in 2018, 2019, just two seasons ago, he started 81 games in the NBA for the Orlando Magic. He uh, he is a last three seasons, he put up 10 points, 11 points, 10 points a game. He is as solid as they come if you're looking for a backup point guard outside of maybe Fred Van Vliet. But, you know, that dude is kind of just different. Um, DJ Augustine, he can shoot the ball. He can run a team. He is a guy that can run a second team and run your first team. And if you're looking for this type of – if you're looking for a backup point guard, this is a prime guy you would want to get. He's not really top, uh, like the creme de la creme type guy, but he is a solid guy that you can really depend on and you can count on. Uh, so my first guy is one, Mr. DJ Augustine. Um, he's coming off a deal. Like again, where he was making 7.2 and, uh, you know, I don't know what the, what the, what the, um, you know, what the market is going to be for his services, but, um, the Hawks have more money than anybody when it comes to uh free agency. So, um, I think he's a guy that you can get. I think he's a guy that you can get. So, um, you know, again, he's been in the league, but it, it really doesn't seem like he's been in the league for as long as he has. But I'm a big fan of DJ Augustine, man. You can play him at the one, and uh, you can actually play him off the ball. And actually, you can pair him with Trey if you want to play Trey off the ball. Uh, DJ Augustine is a guy that I just really like. So, number one is DJ Augustine. Number two is um, a guy who is, we talked about wings, right? So um, first guy I gave you was uh, DJ Augustine. I'm going to go and give you a wing now. The wing is Joe Harris. Joe Harris, a 6'6", uh guy who can play the two, who can play the three. Uh, led the league in three-point efficiency, I think it was either a year or two ago. Um, Joe is a uh, – how old is – how long has Joe been in the league? Let me see if – Joe hasn't been in the league that long. Came in 2014, yeah. So he's only been in the league for six seasons. Only been in the league for six seasons. Last, it's been the last four seasons in Brooklyn. Last year, he averaged a career-high 13.9 uh, points a game, and it was the 2018-2019 season, which he legged all of the NBA in 30-point shooting at 47%. The boy can shoot y'all. <laughs> the boy can shoot and you get a guy that can just shoot i mean we saw what Kyle Korver was able to accomplish with this team uh when they had 60 wins and uh when you have just a guy on your squad that can just shoot that dang <laughs> you know and i think that that joe harris is a guy like that man i think he's a guy like that um again relatively young guy I don't know what Brooklyn has in store as far as who they want to team up with, with, uh, with KD and Kyrie. And I don't know if he's part of their long-term plans, but, uh, yeah, man, Joe Harris, I'm a big fan, man. Big fan of Joe Harris. Let me see if I can pull up how much money he was making because the money is always a huge aspect, right? So, I always say this, and I've said this, and if you've listened to any of my podcasts, you want to know how a team moves, look at their money. Joe was making about the same amount as DJ Augustine. I think DJ was making 7.5. Joe, in his last year, he was making 7.6, coming off a two year, uh, $16 million deal with the Nets, unrestricted free agent. Um, Again, you got the money, man. You got the money if um, it's just really a matter of willing and dealing. And if you want to make a move with, uh, you know, if you find it viable. So, uh, D.J. Augustine, Joe Harris. Next up is a guy who was kind of a tweener, right? And by tweener, I mean a guy who is um, another guy who can shoot the ball really well. Uh, And that guy is Davis Bertans. Davis Bertans, uh, another guy who... Is a young guy uh, coming off a two-year, fourteen and a half million-dollar contract with the Spurs. He spent last season with uh, the Washington Wizards. Uh, let me see if I can pull up his 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 numbers last year: fifteen points a game, five boards. Uh, Duke can shoot, man. Duke can shoot forty-two percent from the three-point line, and uh, he is a guy who is uh, he can, he's a power forward. Uh, let me see how big he is. I'm, did I say how big he is? Let me see if I can pull that up. Uh, 6'10", 225. So he's one of those – he's a stretch four. He's definitely a stretch four. Not the best rebounder, not really big, but he can stretch the floor. And the type of style that that Coach Pierce wants to play, this would be a great asset. Great asset, Davis Bertans for Washington. Yeah. Um, Again, like the other two is only making $7 million a year last year. You got the money, man. you just going to have to see how you can swing it to bring in some of these pieces because you got to fill the roster. I mean, you got, what, nine guys on the contract? (laughs) You got to fill the roster. And these are guys who aren't going to break the bank as far as the money is concerned, still keep you competitive. So uh, David Bertans is my number three guy. My number four guy may surprise some of you. Number four, I kind of struggled over. Um, and that guy is Aaron Baines. Aaron Baines out of Phoenix. And let me tell you why I like Aaron Baines. Aaron Baines stepped in for... Uh, the kid who got drafted number one overall, I, his name escapes me for the right now. I'm having a brain fart because it's almost midnight, but, uh, stepped in last year, started 28 games for Phoenix, averaged 11 points, uh, five boards, did yeoman's work in Phoenix. And he's always just been kind of a grinder, not a old, I mean, he's only, he's only 33 years old, you know, 33 years old. um, not making a ton of money. Let me see if I can pull up how much money he made. But I think that, and a lot of this is based on how much Travis is really devoted to Dwayne Deadman and what he sees as far as Dwayne Deadman is concerned, what he sees about John Collins. We all know Capella is going to be the starter at your five position. Um, I really like the Dwayne Dedman kid. Um, I'm a big fan of Dwayne Dedman, to be actually honest with you. Um, but if you need another big, if you need another big in there, you throw a guy like Aaron Baines in there into the mix and let you know him and Dedman kind of duke it out. You know, as far as the competition is concerned, you see what I'm saying. You want to develop competition. You know, you never want a guy to come in and feel too safe. You bring in a guy and let them compete over that backup position. Whatever guy you don't like, you trade him away at the deadline. Right? So you could have either Dedman or, or, or Baines at, at, as your backup. And if you want, you can keep both of them. But if if one is playing well, it's like, hey, man, this guy comes in and plays well, that makes Dwayne Dedman expendable. I hate to say it like that, but Dwayne Demond's going to be paying Dwayne Deadman about $13 million. Last year, you paid, I mean, Aaron Baines his contract was five point four. You bring him in for what? You gave him about seven, which with all the other guys been making, you bring him in about seven. If he gives you the same type of production, the same type of effort, you can ship Deadman over for some more assets, and uh, you know. So that was my thinking when I when I when I when I thought of Aaron Baines. Um, I really like kind of his game. It's kind of a, a a kind of jack of all trades, kind of just a a guy who is going to, uh, you know, just do a lot of dirty work in that paint. Um, so, yeah, real luck, like Aaron Baines kid. So my four as of now, DJ Augustine, point guard, Joe Harris, wing, David Bertan is power forward, Aaron Baines center. My last guy is a guy who I don't think will be available. However, I don't think he's going to be available, but I think that when free agency hits, you got to take a shot at him. Got to take a shot at him. Even though I don't think that the organization is going to let this guy go. And that guy is none other than Fred Van Vliet. Van Vliet has played himself into a lot of money. Now, granted, he's coming off a contract and where he was making, uh, he was on the final year making $9 million, $9.3 million. Uh, he's just served a two-year, $18 million deal. I, it is hard for me to imagine that the Raptors would let him slip away. It's hard for me to imagine. This guy is an NBA champion. He made a lot of big shots. In the finals when Kyle Lowry was stinking up the joint, I thought that he should have been a a consideration for most improved. Um, I'm a huge fan of Fred VanVleet, man, huge fan. Last year, coming off a season where he averaged 17, almost 18 points a game, six assists, my thinking is this. I'm thinking he wants to either play in a place where he can start, or he just goes back to Toronto where he's comfortable and he just balls out and just does what he does with, um, you know, Lowry or whatever. So I'm not sure what his career aspirations are. You know, he's a young kid who hasn't really, he played 48 games last year and all 48 games he started, you know, so him and Lowry are kind of like, you know, kind of like a thing or whatever. the dude can hoop, though, man. He can hoop. I just don't see Toronto letting him go, but I think that he is a guy that the Hawks, as soon as that deadline starts with free agency, I think he's the first guy you call. I think he's the first guy that you call. Fred Vliet. I think he's the very first guy that you call. See if he can buy in and Fred Vliet, you come in and you let him compete, man. You let him compete. Because he's a guy that you come in, 6'1, 195, he's a tough dude. Um, again, you can pair him with Trey, you can play him with that second team. And uh, if you can make the rotation work, uh, he's a guy that you definitely want on your squad, man. He's the, he's kind of the long shot. And I think that you gotta take a long shot. So, I mean, it's not like you wanna throw all your money at dead men or 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 uh gordon gordon hayward i don't think you want to do that but he's the long shot to me that you want to take a shot at so just to recap my five free agents that i believe that i believe that the hawks need to take advantage of or take a shot at dj augenstein fred van bleet joe harris Davis Bertans, and Aaron Baines. I think all of those guys, if nothing else, they will fit into the synergy and the cohesiveness of this Hawks team. And uh, I think you'll be in some good shape if you were to get uh, these five guys, maybe even if you were able to get three of those guys. So hit me up on Twitter, let me know what you think, and uh, let's talk about it. But I appreciate you guys for checking us out on the Hawks Beat Podcast. Make sure you switch. Make sure you switch. Make sure you share and like the show. Subscribe to the show. Uh, we appreciate you guys on the bottom of our hearts. Check out the Hawkspeedcom And next Friday, next podcast will drop. We're probably gonna be taking a look at the draft if no big news changes. So, um, like we always say, man, God is good all the time, and all the time, God is good. If you don't know him you need to find him and show him love because that's all he's showing you l-o-b-e love edub for the Speed podcast episode 29 and we are out of here